man, if there's one thing I know about me is I am just like a curious cat. And I don't know why I say cat, but meow. <laughs> I am a curious cat. I'm sitting here writing. I write every day. I try to write because I think when you write and you see what you think on paper, it helps you think better about what you're thinking and helps you process. Oh, do I actually know or agree with that thought? Nah, let me kick it to the side. Or yeah, I do agree with that. And it helps you really understand you, life, yourself, what you went through, where you're going through, what you will see and what kind of is on your agenda. It really helps. So whenever I have a thought now to, oh, that's really cool. I write or, oh, this popped in my head. I write because a lot of the times I had these kind of bursts of productivity. Obviously, with a podcast, you want to understand yourself to better understand people and to better understand people's story. It always starts with yourself. Me. I ramble a lot. This is talking tough, whatever. I just shoot the shit. This is where I can be myself and my thoughts anyways. But no, like when you have something like this, you study. Well, I do. I study, I study. And a lot of times I watch people in podcasts, they study people's stories and just ask questions kind of to that way. I don't like doing that. That's not me. I'm not saying their style is wrong. I'm not saying my style is right. It's just me. So when I literally have an interview with somebody, with an individual for a podcast, for this podcast, my Unbelief podcast, I look at their story and everything that they went through and see it from my eyes, my lens, if I was them, I put myself in their shoes and I kind of go through and, you know, dive into their story that way. The reason I say that is because of this, I'm writing and I'm reading my own thoughts, my own mind. I'm going over the conversations in my head, not only at this time, but previous times as I write and I think about certain circumstances in my life, I try to go over and think how I was then. And I put it to paper now and then ooh, it just reminds me of, okay, like for instance, I just say I'm curious because as I wrote just now, and maybe I'll share it later. I always share everything, but I, I just, I'm not feeling like sharing exactly what I just put. It wasn't super personal or anything. It's just Literally, I'll share. It was literally about me playing basketball early in that. Do I actually like basketball? Did I actually like the game? Or it was my environment that made me play the game. My best friend, Tevin, at the time, fifth grade, shout out my boy. He's been on the pod. He literally came from St. Louis to my school. I saw him with the, the cell phone. I asked my mom to get a cell phone, got a cell phone. I saw him play basketball with a team out of Mansfield. We were in Fort Worth. I'm like, wait, that's actually cool. You travel with this team. You play with this team. Basketball. Okay, let me try basketball. I play basketball. And it's like, yeah, I watched it back home. I used to watch my family watch it. And then I saw him, my best friend, play the game. I'm like, oh, I want to play the game. And then I go on fifth and sixth grade. I play. I think I played in sixth grade. I played with his team. I wasn't that good. Seventh grade, he follows me to middle school. I get cut. I mean, I wait, I didn't even make the team. Yeah, I didn't make the team in seventh grade. The coach. Ugh, he made it a tough time. He literally used to say, like, I ran with my hand swinging on my shirt. Like, you know, if you have something, a stain on your shirt and you lift your shirt up and you look at the stain like, dang, he literally said I used to run with like that. And he made fun of me, whatever. But I didn't make the team. Anyways, the, he made the team, my best friend, Tevin. And I didn't even try out for football. The next year, Tevin goes to the new shiny New shiny middle school, like half the school split. And so all the cool kids, all the people that lived in the area got to that middle school. And I stayed back at my middle school. And 
you know, through that summer, through that year, I literally go sign up for football. Why? I don't know. And now that I'm thinking of it, I actually do know because my environment changed. My best friend that played basketball has left. And so I'm now with people that like football. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to play football. And I played football and my curiosity ran out when I got cut blocked from my blind side and I fell down from my shins to my damn face and I rolled around on the turf. I looked up to the sky and said, oh, hell no, this shit is not for me. I'm not playing football. If I could just be abused and bruised for no damn reason, blind side, like how can you just hit somebody from out of nowhere for no reason? Huh? I wasn't even in the play. Anyways, literally, I still vividly remember it was a game. I look up to the sky and say, God, I will never play this game again. And I didn't ever play again. I did want to, though. I'm not going to lie. I did want to because I felt like I was getting good. I was getting better. I was pretty good. I was pretty good. Um, in ninth grade, I wanted to play. But, you know, high school, he didn't want us to play dual sports. Anyways, I say that because of this. Bro, I didn't really like basketball. And in that time in your life, adolescence, I always say it on my interviews, 8 to 18, you're just searching for evidence. <laughs> Whatever the cool kids, I think the resounding, what is it? The overwhelming majority <laughs> of us, of people, look for evidence in what the majority is doing. It's in, extremely impressionable in those ages, 8 to 18. So it's just like, mm, I don't like the game of basketball like that, but I go home and my family, my dad, my sisters, they're watching, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon play. He, my dad didn't even love basketball, but he used to watch because he's uh, Hakeem Olajuwon's Nigerian, play sports. People see people at his job or people around him probably like basketball. Okay. I like basketball. He grew up playing soccer. So it's like, it's like huh? Anyways, I see him watching Hakeem, watching the game of basketball. So I leave the house <laughs> and I go to school. Well, Later on, you know, my dad went to Nigeria from those same ages, eight to 18, and I was with my mom. So I didn't really see basketball in the home. But now that after I saw my dad watch the game, unfortunately, he got his visa denied 10 years. Um, the next male figure in my life, the next friend of mine, Tevin Orr, he plays the same sport that my dad liked. Okay, check two. And then in the community that I grow up, after school, I walk my little black ass all the way home. I see basketball being played here. I see guys shooting and crossing each other over in the driveways here. I see the old heads playing and saying, hey, young buck, come come play. And I'm like, bro, I don't even know what you guys are doing. You guys are look like thugs, hoodlums. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm actually not kidding. Anyways, um, so I'm just like, no, I'm not going to play. But then over time, I see these same people talking about that in school. And I'm like, wait, I should play basketball. I'm kind of growing. You know, I look for evidence of, okay, one, my dad loved watching the game. Two, my best friend loves watching, playing the game, talking about the game. Three, you know, the randoms in my neighborhood, everything's basketball, basketball, basketball. So it's just like in that age, in adolescence, we search for evidence, something to side with, where to plant our feet in. <laughs> As we're just going along in those impressionable ages, we're just like, oh, well, um, I'm good at this. Let me do this. And for me, I think it's in my nature, my pride, that kind of confidence, that stain of, you know, you can't wipe my confidence away. That kind of grit, that stubbornness, too, if you will, 
to say, okay, if I'm going to do something, if I'm going to play it, I'm going to be the best and I'm going to grind. I'm going to grind. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I have that because immigrant parents, they have that mindset, that mentality to go, to push, to push forward. They had a lot of things they endured. They instilled in me. I think that's my nature. My dad he at work right now, grinding, grinding, and he doesn't have to. So it's just like, I have that in me. And I'm just thinking about it. It's like, bro, I love, I guess, that more than a thing. I don't know if that makes sense. Curiosity, talking tough. I can shoot the shit. I don't know. It's just that that mindset, that grow, grind, grow. I said that twice. No, I didn't. I said go, grind, grow. That's a mouthful. Anyways, I have that in my Fiber, all the fibers of my bones, I have that in me. So it's just like whatever I would have chose, I would have made something out of it. But I do ask that question again. Was it really my choice? What if I wasn't six nine and you know, my nature, my literally my what is the word? I'm spitting on my thinking thought. I'm spitting on my thinking thoughts. What is it? My genes. What if I didn't have the genes of that? Would I have played the game? What if I grew up in an entirely different environment? Would I have played the game? What if I grew up with entirely different parents? Would I have played the game? But then it's just like, bro, obviously they will, those things will never not be a factor in your life, Norris. I don't know. I just think of it because the things that I did like, and I know I liked it for me is because not is because or was in those ages. I think I liked writing. I know I liked writing because I know like language, for instance, always had my ear. When somebody spoke with eloquence and just beauty and just ease the way they came out, they they would piece words together and make it sound amazing. I'm like, okay, that's actually cool. That's why it's like, bro, I get why people pay a lot for whether it's public speaking, whether it's music, whenever you can put words together that makes you sound good. That, help somebody feel something. I think that's, that's dope. That's obviously the medium I'm doing right now. That's why I really actually like it. I think about it. Wow. Wait, the childhood like that. I liked of speaking and language. I'm doing it now. See, it all comes back circle, full circle. Anyways, it's just like, I may have liked it because I was always a blabber mouth and I was always like talking so much. So I knew the, you know, the power of, Speaking your mind, I guess. And I just like the way that people spoke with such, I don't know, confidence. I don't know. I, I, I say that because speaking was a thing. Language was a thing. And whenever I got my writing classes, my English classes growing up, I always excelled. Like we had this state test in Texas where I think you would get like one through four and you wanted a four so bad. And we take like these writing tests. And I would get fours on them on the practice test. And then on the real test, I think I got one, three, and then four, four, four. And just the way the language, the way of language and, and the words that I use and the way I crafted the stories in that time, it was actually really cool. I'm like, dang, this is actually dope. Like, I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And it, since it wasn't the cool thing in school, the beat cool at English and like language, I don't know, maybe I just subconsciously pushed it to the side. like, eh. Like my teachers would be like, oh, that's really good. Like you're a really great writer. And I'm like, all right, bro. All right, ma. Like I just go back and show my mom a good grade because that's what they cared about achievement in that way. So it's like, 
okay, I see the evidence of being good at something and accomplishing good grades because, you know, they came from overseas and they know what, okay, I came here to see my kids do well. So it's like their value, that type of grind, achieve and, and showcase that you're putting forth your best foot forward and the pride of uh, my son doing it. Hey, you talking about, I wanted to show him like <laughs> the kid did it. No matter how I used to act in the, in the house, probably, yeah, I was a bad kid, quote unquote. I came home with a good grade. So it's just like, I saw that as important and I saw the evidence of, you know, that as important. So I would show them that, but I guess I never saw the evidence of my own likes and my own things that I just instinctively raised my eyes at, like the things that I just like, damn, I, I actually like that. I never saw the significance of following what I liked. And I'm thinking, did any outside forces like side with that? I mean, yeah, it encourages you when somebody champions your talent, like my teacher used to pour in, like, you're great at that. You're good. You're good. And I like that the teachers that I had, I can't remember their names. That probably sucks hearing that as a teacher because you probably grow to whatever. Anyways, um, the teachers that I had, I liked how they did it because they didn't just say, oh, you're a natural, you're talented. No, they pushed like my the growth in me. And I think that's a lesson to all coaches, leaders, teachers, anything of, you know, stature or anything that you're leading people. It's not champion the, oh, you're so talented because they think, okay, what if I mess up? I'm just not talented. And they start internal, see, no edits on this, internalizing that and identifying themselves with what you just said. Instead of saying, man, you, you, I, I can see the potential that you have. If you keep working, like champion and, and pour into their ability to grow and their ability to keep pushing and keep working, like the growth in them, you know, that kind of, I guess, pushed me and motivated me to tap in deeper to my curiosity. Okay, what can I do with this writing? Okay, I got a three this time. How can I get a four? What language can I use? I remember the first day that I thought or saw the word petrified, like P-E-C-trified. I'm not going to do it. I can spell T-R-I-F-I-E-D. If it's wrong, <laughs> I done took English uh, for a long time now. So just chill on me. But anyway, when I first saw that, I was like, okay, that's cool. And I started using that in all my little writing samples. Petrified, petrified, petrified. It's okay. Just say scared. All right. <laughs> Use a different adjective, Norris. Anyways, um, is it even adjective? See, I'm, I'm second guessing right now. My mouth is cotton mouth, whatever. But it's just, I don't know. I specifically remember that word so much. And as I was writing here today, it's like, why do you remember that so much? And it really helped me get to the conclusion or just the thought of, man, I really did love writing. I do love writing as I'm doing it now. I'm like, <gasps> I remember when I used to write and what is it called? I don't know what it's called. Like the, the specific of, you know, it's like, it's like a three part sentence or, I mean, I I'm literally like, this is no edits. I'm about to Google it. I have my computer out and I like to set up that I have now. It's kind of easier to record, not, oh, I got to cram. I got to do this and then record. And then I'm just looking and spitting and flying and shut up. Three art sentence is something that I'm just about to type in on Google real fast. What is it called, bro? Bro, it just came up with subject, verb, and compliment. No, dude. It's like a, we went to the store 
And then we did, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's called, but like, I was fascinated by that because it's like, oh, you can tell three stories at once and then you can use cool words to piece it together. I don't know. I love that part of writing in English. So it's just like, I thought of that when I'm writing and I'm literally here trying to write like I did in seventh grade, like all those petrified. And I'm like, all right, bro, you're a whole grown man, uh, level up. Anyways, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious of just the talents and the traits that I have. And I, I'm curious of how those even came about. Like, did I have a choice in that? I think life is about choice. We obviously do have choices, but I do think environment plays a huge part in what we actually do. We see the evidence of, okay, you're good at that. I do that. You're bad at that. Or that's deemed as wrong. I'm not doing that. I'm staying that way. And then you start becoming your own self and have your own beliefs. Like, I don't think that's wrong. Y'all was tripping. That's your values. I have a choice right now to say, uh, that wasn't wrong. How I lived in home, that wasn't wrong. I'm living that life now. Thankfully, I can't say that I have any of that. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Because with relationships, my parents, in Nigeria, my mom, hmm, Bible toting, tongue talking, she plead the blood since she was a legit, you feel me? Pops, same way. He grew up Catholic and then, you know, Christian, Christian. And they literally went to, what is it, a Bible college? Uh, my bad if they listening, if I ain't get that right. But like they were literally in leadership groups, uh, Christian groups, like all that stuff. And that's how they met each other. And so that's beautiful. And they are their first and everything, obviously. And, you know, years of marriage now. So I saw that as marriage. I saw that as love. And I had that idea of I can't be uh, dating these girls because they found each other one and one and they did married ha- happily ever after. That's the idea of love and finding a relationship that I saw. So like as I grew up and as I grow in, go into college and I didn't have that, oh, you know, that relationship where I didn't have that girl that I see as my wife yet, (laughs) as I am a freshman in college, if I didn't see her as a wife, I'm like, oh no, I'm good. And I know what you're saying. You should do that when you're dating, but trust me, I was OD with it. Like, oh, she had to be a perfect product. And it's not that I thought my parents were perfect, but I'm like, I, man, they, I see how they are with each other. So it's like, if I don't find that, that ain't real love. That ain't, I don't know. So I had that belief. I had that value and and belief of, okay, they have to be all together first before I even think about dating them because I never dated in high school, nothing. So it's just like, that's when I grew up in my own self and like, okay, their time was different. Their age was different. Their situation was different. God gave them a different brain than I do. I have a brain to choose and to pick. Obviously, I'm not an idiot. I have choices in this life and I have the foundation of my faith. If everything aligns, <laughs> try things out, not be curious and get with this girl, get with this girl. No, that's not to my foundation, but it's like, uh, brother, God ain't, I don't believe in soulmates. I believe in you choose my boy and y'all make it happen under, under the Lord. And as you pray in the spirit, he guides your steps. And a lot of the times when you pray and you not a lot of time, a lot of all the time, (laughs) the people that run out of your life, if you're in a bad relationship right now and I'm speaking to you and you're like, man, they're not hitting me up or man, um, 
I just can't believe they did me that like that. Or man, he going to get with her. A lot of the times when you're in this life and people get out of your life, that's God working behind the scenes, getting the people the hell away from you that shouldn't be in your life. So just trust it and just chill <laughs> and value yourself more then you value unhealthy relationships. I don't know how I got onto this, but I need some water. But I don't know. I'm just curious. Stay curious in your abilities, but also stay curious in where they came from. And did you actually choose those things that you're good at? And what would it look like if you were to choose those things that you were good at? Remember, God removes people from your life because he heard conversations you didn't hear. He heard them talking to other people about you. That's why he removed them from you. Love you, boy.